I'm just saying that you can't be sure that it wasn't you. That's ridiculous. Of course it wasn't me. Marijuana is a memory-lost drug, so maybe you just don't remember. I would remember. Well, how could you if it just erased your memory? That's not how it works. Now, how do you know how it works? Knock it off, okay? I'm interviewing you. No, you said that I'd be conducting the interview when I walked in here. Now, exactly how much pot did you smoke? Hey, everyone. This is Violet, and you're listening to the Millennials Bible Podcast. Episode 2, Dabs on Dabs. Welcome everyone to episode 2, Dabs on Dabs, a podcast episode only about weed and only from my point of view. So I hope you're ready. I hope you guys really like me and like hearing my ramblings in my voice because it's just going to keep going for this episode. Um, But yeah, we're going to start out. I'm going to give a brief overview of my personal like viewpoint and relationship and journey, if you will, with weed, and then also kind of go into where the industry is going in general with uh, legalization and those changes and, and the different, um, I guess, effects on economy, or maybe not even effects, but possibilities that could be happening with legalization and, uh, yeah, how that affects like pharmaceuticals and how it affects um, agriculture and whatnot. So there's a lot to talk about, but To start off, I'm going to go over my, kind of how I started with weed and why I use it. Um, I, to like make a long story short and give you a little preview, I use weed uh, a lot and I use it as a vice most, most of the time. Like I recognize that it's my way of not drinking, but doing weed instead of drinking. And then, but I've used it for uh, medical reasons as well. I've used it for anxiety attacks. I've used it for... Um, like calming down when I've been really freaked out about something or just, yeah, like really in a not a good place and I needed to get out of my fucking head. Um, if anyone else has felt like that, weeds definitely help me. I don't have any kind of like science or medical data to back myself up in this and I'm by no means recommending anyone like do exactly what I do, but I'm just saying for me personally, um, I could tell a big difference in using weed as an aid during those, uh, anxiety moments as opposed to using antidepressants. I like weed a lot more. Um, It feels totally different than antidepressants or anti-anxiety pills, for sure. Um, But I'll back up a little bit and start with how I first uh, smoked and everything. It's always like people's big stories, or at least in college, I guess after that, no one really talks about it. But uh, I tried it in high school with some of my friends, and what I like realized later is it was not actually marijuana it was spice and spice is like that really bad stuff that's like not good so I don't know how we got it or why that was like the first thing I tried but that because it was like so weird it totally put me off a weed for a while um I didn't really do anything like that fun or exciting in high school uh because (laughs) I was in band and I loved it and I was such a band nerd it was great and it filled up my whole life so I wasn't really out like drinking or doing drugs so I was pretty nerdy I guess um but yeah I got to college and loved drinking and that was so much fun and for like freshman girls out on the town it was way more about like the drinking and stuff than it was about like sitting at home like or sitting in the dorm 
on a couch or something smoking weed. Uh, so yeah, I, I got really into drinking and there was just some like crazy bad effects to my body with drinking that I soon realized. Um, it really like fucked me up in a lot of ways because my I have like some kidney issues. It's not like serious or anything, but I've had to like drink water all my life, like as much water as I can all the time. So that way I don't get UTIs. I'm like constantly flushing out everything. And I really mainly drink water and coffee. Um, and then I guess alcohol. So water, coffee and alcohol. Um, but I think because of my kidney stuff and because of the way I'm just like constantly drinking water, alcohol, A, like my body doesn't process it as well. So I think I get drunker a lot faster. I get blackout a lot faster and more often than my friends do. And B, my drinking habits, like of just literally like drinking a cup of water as fast as I can or a bottle of water, like just because I can, kind of like habitually crosses over into my alcohol drinking habits where if there's like a glass of something in front of me like I'll drink it and then like ask for the next glass like I just keep going and that's totally my fault it's not like I know it's not healthy and I know it's not great um but that's why I do weed more often do weed that's why I smoke weed more often or you know whatever form I ingest it in because it's not the same effect. It's not directly intaking calories, whereas alcohol is, and that just, like, made my body swell up, and it was terrible, and I hated it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, weed, you could get the munchies, and that absolutely happens to me, but at least I'm not, like, at least the weed's not giving me extra calories in addition to the pizza that I order afterwards, because if I drink, like, a bottle of wine in a night and then order a pizza, I have, like, a whole bottle of wine inside of me as well. So, Long story short, I kind of realized like, hey, if I smoke weed more often than I drink, then I'm getting that vice thing out of my system. I come home after a long day. I have a way to unwind, um, but I'm not like getting massive amounts of weight from it. And it's like, I don't know, I'm a homebody, so it's nice. It's spending a bit less money. I mean, it's still spending money, but it's a bit less because you're sitting at home doing it more often. You're not like going out to bars and smoking weed. So instead of going out and buying like, $18 drinks or something because it's so fucking ridiculous in LA to go out and drink. It's more of like sitting home and like hanging out with the guys and watching movies or whatever, like playing games and stuff. So uh, yeah, I just kind of realized that that was more my preference um, just to be chilling and smoking weed than it was to be going out and getting drunk all the time because for those of you who have known Drunk Violet, she's crazy. And as much as I love her, I do not like getting blackout all the time, believe it or not. It's like embarrassing. It's kind of stressful. Makes me feel like a little bit of a fool. So I would much rather like smoke weed and make a stupid joke or something and then like fall asleep at 9 p.m. on a Friday than I would uh, bring out Drunk Violet and let her go loose. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically it. I... I smoke weed in like all kinds of ways because I live in LA and so one of the things I did when I moved out here was got my um, medical prescription and that's such a weird thing because like I thought, oh yeah, medical marijuana is legal in California, must be like a real thing, like you get it, like a doctor's note or something and then you can like, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking but it's definitely not how it actually was. Basically, the doctors who give you the medical marijuana prescriptions are like doing it on the side to earn money, which is kind of crazy. They like have a real practice and they're like a real doctor, but then they like on Saturdays and Sundays, like go work at this clinic doing marijuana prescriptions. And they usually like, you know, you go in, show people like your card, you have to like pay 40 bucks or something. And then um, it's all cash, of course. 
And then they're like, okay, here's this clipboard, fill it out. And it asks you what your like ailments are. Like, why are you um, wanting to get a prescription for marijuana? But it's basically like a whole bunch of things you can check that are all, um, that are all ailments that can be treated by marijuana. So it's like back pain. I can't sleep at at night. I don't have any appetite. Um, Like that kind of stuff. Like all the like general what you think of we would solve stuff. And you can just like pick them. And I was totally nervous at first. I don't even know why, but I was like, oh God, like do I pick all of them to like seem like, yeah, I need this? Or do I only pick a couple to make it seem like, yeah, this is like I actually have this issue. Um, But it's like it's so general and vague. You kind of end up picking a lot of them anyways because they all kind of apply at times in your life which is I mean that's just the funny thing about it um so yeah the first time I did it I like filled out that clipboard they brought me to a back room and it wasn't even a real life doctor it was a laptop and the doctor was skyping in from the other office the nurse told me I was so sketched out and my boyfriend was waiting out in the waiting room and so like I couldn't like I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I just like sat there and like looked at this computer and then like the doctor came on, but I couldn't even see his face. It was just like neck down and it was like bad quality. He's like, yeah, so it's like working for you. You've tried it before. Is this the first, like, have you not tried it? I was like, no, I've tried it. And he's like, yeah, so it works for you. I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, good. Yeah, that that sounds good. And I think he might've said like one other thing. And then, yeah, they like stamped his signature on there. And I was on my way to dispensary after that. And they give you at the doctor's office, usually like some dispensaries paired up with them. So the doctor will give you like a card or something like, oh, if you go to this place, they'll give you all this free stuff when you sign up for your, or when you're like a first time patient or whatever. So then it's like you, first thing you do is go to the dispensary. And the, the dispensaries are still super intimidating to me. I I don't know. I think it's just very male dominated. And at the same time, I feel like I don't, like I, I've learned a lot about the technical terms, but I feel like, oh God, they're going to think I'm like so stupid and not know what I'm talking about. Whereas like I absolutely do at this point. So it's definitely just like a woman thing, I guess, of being like, oh man, all these men are going to think I'm so dumb. But no, it's like, just kind of scary because a lot of the places, because they all deal in cash, right? They have security guards, they have bars on the window, they have like really tight like security in general. And you go in and it's like, everyone's kind of looking at each other. I don't know if everyone's high and they're all just like, everyone's panicky and anxious and like paranoid about it all. Or if it's just me, maybe it's just me. I'm always doing it high, but it's a pretty funny experience. And you go in and you like talk to the people behind the desk. It's usually like cute girls or something, which is always fun when I go in there. Cause I'm just like, Hey guys. Um, but yeah, they like check your prescription. And then I'm going to tell you that like, when you're a first-time patient at any dispensary in LA, they give you a ton of free stuff on your first time there. So it's like in your benefit to go around and try out a bunch of places and like just get a couple things because they give you free stuff. Like one place I went into around USC, it was super sketchy and I could tell they were trying to get more people there because it wasn't it wasn't a place like students go. It was more on um, in like a sketchier part of LA and I went inside and the girl was super nice and she was the only like bud tender lady there or whatever who's bud tender is the person who like gets your weed from the jars and like shows it to you and stuff but she was telling me that like yeah we're trying to get more people here trying to like um 
be better competition because there's a lot of uh, dispensaries in the area. And so she was giving away like free dabs like at the place. So literally it was just like they had a dab rig set up and she's like, hey, do you want like Indica or like a Sativa hybrid or whatever? And I like chose it and then she like heated it up and I took the dab and walked out and like Reed was like waiting for me, my boyfriend Reed. And I was just like, yeah, I just got like a free dab, like just yeah, in addition to whatever lighter and free joint and whatever edible candy they give you too. So it's a ton of free stuff, which is nice. Uh, I don't know if that'll continue whenever it becomes uh, recreational in 2018 in California, but that's how it's been since I've been here um, doing medical marijuana in LA. So yeah, you go into the dispensary, you like enter that, they only let a few people in at a time or like they make you stand in like a line right when you walk in, but it's usually like they buzz you in after they've checked you, so you have to like wait for the buzz, open the door, and then you're waiting in this line or you're like someone's there and they're like, hey, like come over and meet me. And it's all like glass tables or glass like countertops, I guess, and underneath the glass they have like just products everywhere. It's just insane how much stuff they have now and like it's like a candy store. So you go in and they have like jars everywhere that are huge and they're filled with different strains of weed and they have a whole bunch of like crazy deals. And then they've got like even just huge jars of um, like stems and like the gross part of weed and they'll sell that for like, I forget what it was. I think it was like a gram for 80. No, that sounds terrible. I see this is where I get messed up and trip myself up at dispensaries because I try to like do the math and whatever. And I don't know why, but like I just don't understand grams or ounces or how it all relates. Uh, it's it's terrible. I, like I said, I'm terrible at science. This is another perfect example. But going back, I think it was like 80 for an ounce of this like stems situation. And yeah, it was like you get like this huge tube of it or something. It's pretty crazy. But they have like that stuff. So they have all the flour, all that stuff you could ever imagine. And then they have concentrates, which are like dabs and shatter. Uh, so it's like hard wax stuff. And you like heat up something really hot. It's called like a nail or like a dab rig or whatever. And you heat it up with a torch. So it all looks super sketchy, like super sketchy. But you heat it all up. And then like when it's hot enough, you can put the wax on like the hot nail or whatever, and then inhale the smoke from it. So that's like another way instead of just like lighting up um, the actual flower or the herb, I guess. I feel like I'm throwing out a lot of terminology. And I know some of my friends, I've like briefly like gotten a little ramble about weed or started talking about and they're like, wait, what is that? What is herb? What is flower? Blah, blah, blah. But basically, like what I'm talking about is there's like the weed you'd think about of the green plant thing. And then there's um, the concentrates are just like this wax stuff and it's super concentrated. <laughs> Science. I like it. So it's super concentrated. So you would be paying like it's not it doesn't look like a lot, but those dabs that you heat up and like inhale are really strong and they last like a lot longer. It's not like you're passing it around and doing it multiple times. It's like one time will last you like a few hours or so. Um, but then aside from those two methods of weed or those two forms of weed, there's also just like countless edibles. Um, there's chocolates, of course. There's gummies. Those are just like my favorite, I think. Uh, there's mints. There are potato chips, gelato, ice cream. I mean, like chocolate-covered espresso beans, sriracha sauce, mayo, honey, like a little bit of everything. It's pretty crazy. Um, all types of like candy and stuff too. And then there's like... Um, like oils and tinctures and stuff. And I haven't gotten too into those. Um, I don't know. I just like haven't really 
like felt a huge difference. I've gotten like sample tinctures and stuff, but I guess I've never had like sore enough spots that I've used it on that I've could notice a difference. So that could just be me. But yeah, it's just like super overwhelming when you're in the dispensary because there's like a line of people a lot of the time and you're like talking to one of the bud tenders and I'm always like intimidated and I'm just trying to look for like the best deal because they all have like, oh, like October deals or like the Fridays we do this or you get like extra points if you get like five joints or something and then we'll give you like, I don't know, a free bong at the end of the month. I have no clue. It's all just kind of crazy and that's why it's super overwhelming to me and like yeah, it's just kind of the whole process, but it is fun, and if you're in LA and you're, like, living here, I do think you should try it. I think one of the funniest things about living here and getting into all of that and, like, going to dispensaries is the more people we've met, um, like, my boyfriend and I and our roommates, the more people we've met who, like, live here and have lived here, like, grown up here, um, there's so many people who don't have their, like, marijuana prescription, haven't ever been in a dispensary, and we're, like, telling them about it or we're like no man it's like not a big deal like we moved here and did it it's like so easy and they're just kind of like I don't know they're just not into smoking weed I guess because it's all around them I'm not really sure but it's kind of an interesting thing we found and especially more with our like co-workers and friends that are a bit older than us um because we're like in our 20s 24 specifically and some of our co-workers are more in their 30s so um that like end of millennial range and then into the next generation and um, not a lot of them have smoked in their youth I guess or not a lot and it's like new for them and so we're like inviting them over or introducing them to weed which is pretty funny because they're the ones who like have lived in California their whole lives and are older than us so that's been a pretty funny experience um I guess it was just on our minds because we moved to LA from um like Arkansas slash Texas where it's of course like totally banned and it's not the same situation at all so we were like well this is so crazy like we have to check it out like how insane is this and I guess people who live here are not that into it and don't really like see a need to like discover what it is um and stuff so that's been interesting and I think like the whole act of weed is just kind of like alcohol I mean it's a vice it's like a sharing vice instead of having like making drinks for everyone everyone going out and getting drinks if you're all like hanging out and like passing around a bong it's just like it's nice it's fun it's a great way in my opinion to like hang out and be relaxed and if you know you've been feeling um I don't know if you just like don't want to go out sometimes it's nice to have an excuse and like have something fun to do at home because I always find that like drinking at home isn't as fun for me I feel like it's kind of depressing when you like get drunk at home and I'm always like once I start drinking I'm like ready to go out and do stuff so uh weed has just totally changed that part of my life of being able to like just relax more and do what I want and not have to um go out for the sake of going out for sure um but that's really, I mean, just like a few of my ramblings and my thoughts that I've had on weed and marijuana and everything. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting when California transitions to recreational because um, Denver, well, not Denver, I'm sorry, Colorado, the whole state, not just Denver, but Colorado's like seen a ton of benefits from 
legalizing weed and making it recreational uh they definitely like the opioid overdoses went down like by a significant percentage for within like the couple years and then um like a huge boost to the economy which is pretty crazy and i think like california already is has an enormous economy and a lot of it in like LA and San Francisco and San Diego is really um, tourism based. And whenever it's recreational, um, I mean, that's just going to get more and more. Like it's just another reason to visit California. So people who are thinking about coming to LA or um, the Bay Area or San Diego, they're just like a little bit more inclined to do so, or it just leans people more towards that way. Whereas Colorado gets a lot of visitors, but I think its main draw is like nature and skiing and all that kind of stuff. So if you weren't already into that, you're not like, oh, let's go try out the spas in Colorado and then try some weed while we're there. But people who are in California and are coming for just like millions and millions of reasons, conferences, um, big events, the Olympics are coming up. Like it's just going to be kind of crazy tourism and having recreational weed because that, I mean, I just can't even imagine the oodles and oodles of money that will be a product of that. And then at the same time, you have like crazy policies and legislation you have to put in place for like growing because California is very agricultural. I mean, there's huge parts of the state that are agricultural. There's the whole wine valley. Um, And so when you have like growers involved, you have that whole like, do we protect small growers and um, make sure that big farms can't get so big that all of a sudden they're also the the big uh, marijuana uh, farmers are um, doing their own deliveries and then they're taking over their own dispensaries and then they have this whole model of vertical integration where they own everything from the like soil where it's grown and then they own like the trucks that drive them to the dispensaries which they also own which they also distribute stuff so that's like will be kind of crazy it's like how do you fit the corporate ideals into marijuana but not sacrifice it at the same time like how do you not let it get too crazy um because it is of course an industry built on a little bit more of like hippie vibes and more um yeah like a different understanding it's kind of crazy so the question is like do you protect the small farms do you not let uh growers vertically integrate and start owning their own delivery system and distribution and their own uh dispensaries or do you let it happen and let it be like a free market and just let the strongest one survive and the one who can do it most efficiently just starts controlling the market? Or I guess not the one. It, that's a monopoly. Usually it'd be like a few. But it's going to be pretty crazy because distribution is insane when you're talking about that much product. And then you're talking about cash, having to drive truckloads of cash everywhere. Like that's just terrifying. I mean, you have to have crazy secured vehicles to transport that. It's just a lot of security. And even in the valley up here, um, I've read articles about truckloads of like pistachios and stuff getting stolen because it could turn a profit. So can you imagine like truckloads of weed getting stolen and just like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of product? Um, yeah, it's just, I I don't know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And then you see like individual cities like totally banning it. And 
It's like, will we, will we be able to smoke it in public? Will it be like restaurants will have them, bars will like let you smoke? It's going to be really interesting, in my opinion, to see how that all plays out and how um, like the laws are created around it and what it kind of means for the consumer. Because I think the whole part about this industry emerging in the middle of this like, you know, century and stuff is that the pharmaceutical industry has really been in charge of like health and wellness for so long and like the alcohol industry I mean they have had power for so long and it's kind of crazy to think that this new product could come in and disrupt both of those a little bit um for pharmaceuticals I know there's like a lot of big conspiracy theories of like the pharmaceutical industries are holding down weed because they know it's a threat and they know that they'd lose money because people would start just buying weed for a lot of common problems instead of buying like super expensive pills which is like I'm a great example of that I do not want to go back to anti-anxiety pills or antidepressants because like they totally have a different effect it's such a long process to get on them and it it's like direct chemicals just floating around like affecting your brain and then even when you're like ready to get off of them or you think you are because you don't really know because you're on pills at the moment but you're like hey I think I'm like feeling good I think I can get off of these you like wean yourself out and it's like super I don't know so many mood swings it's just a annoying process and it makes you a not want to get started with antidepressants if you're like thinking about it and b once you're on them you're like will this never end like will I be taking this pill for the rest of my life to stay happy whereas weed it's it's so much more accessible for you to kind of like self-dose yourself like if I'm having a panic attack I can like smoke some weed and like calm down and then like figure out okay like I'm good okay I'm good for the rest of the day or like, I don't know, I smoke some then and then I know, hey, next time this situation happens that really triggers me and makes me like extremely stressed and brings on a panic attack, I should have weed with me or I should smoke weed beforehand. Uh, something pretty common is like flights. Um, Reed, my boyfriend, gets uh, pretty nervous flying and like Xanax is fine, but you have to have a doctor that prescribes you Xanax and neither one of us has that. So it's more of like those little weed mints of the really micro dosage um products that are kind of cool because you still feel it but you're not like high or something that I haven't brought up yet is CBD I don't know why I haven't brought it up yet so CBD is like when you smoke weed but it's not of like not it doesn't affect your head so you have a clear head but all the physical feelings of when you're high um are there so like if you have like really sore muscles or I don't know you're just like not feeling great or something, you can smoke CBD and you won't feel high in your head at all. You won't feel like, I don't know, paranoid or like you're the funniest person in the world or everything's funny around you. (laughs) Whatever it is you feel on weed, you won't feel that. You'll just feel it like physically, the effects. And so that's a really cool product as well for, um, yeah, like exploring any kind of ailments you may have or kind of exploring that whole, um, will this help me? Will this help me like transition off of a like pharmaceutical or prescription? And like they both cost money, but for prescriptions, it's just like a wildly corrupt industry in my opinion and it's sales. And I think, you know, I trust like marijuana a little bit more. Uh, It's kind of like you see exactly what you're getting because it's a plant. (laughs) Um, And that's pretty nice. And whereas like pills, it's just a little bit, I don't know, it's a little bit scary to me and it's a little bit daunting. And it's hard to think that like pills could be the answer to everything. And I'm not like 
versed at all in earth science or anything, but I know that there's a lot to be said about um, like earth medicine and healing yourself with like plants and healing yourself with proper, you know, like intake of nutrients as opposed to healing yourself with like supplements and pills. Uh, yeah. So CBD is also great. I think a lot has been said for it as far as like mental health as well. Um, it's like a nice transition if you're not like into the whole feeling of weed, but you'd like a, a relief for anxiety or depression because it just relaxes your muscles. So that's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, I think the pharmaceutical industry is going to be threatened by more recreational weed. People won't be buying, you know, whatever random medicines they do because they figure out weed works better. Um, and then the other industry, like alcohol, it's going to be a fight, I think, as far as letting people turn establishments into weed smoking ones. I don't see any kind of alignment between alcohol and weed because I think the alcohol industry already has a lot to deal with as far as like you know, making sure people aren't drunk driving, but also like selling a product, but also like following all these regulations and there's serving of alcohol laws and that's a whole big issue. And there's just, um, it's a very sensitive topic. So I don't think, I don't see them aligning themselves with something equally as controversial as like weed um, or even more controversial, some people would say. And the weed industry is going to be like trying to fight these battles the whole time and probably going to be fighting a lot. So I'm super interested from a policy standpoint to see how this all plays out over our lifetime as millennials uh, to see if like one day all states in the U.S. will have recreational weed or to see if maybe it's kind of become a real source of medicine and maybe a little less sketchy as it is now as far as like dispensaries and just like, I don't know, funny gummy bears and stuff to actually like finding the right fit for you because I think that's what's kind of the craziest part about this whole medical marijuana thing is, I'm using air quotes, you can't see them, but medical marijuana are in air quotes right now because like it's medical in the sense you saw a doctor, again in air quotes in my situation, but it's not medical in the sense that you get advice on what products you should be using. I'm sure you can ask the dispensary people, but they're not like licensed in, you know, the product, I guess, or, you know, they're not... They're not professionals in health to give you the right thing if you're actually looking for some medical relief, for sure. So right now, it's totally like a personal trial and error. What works for you? What doesn't? Whereas, um, like, I don't know. I think one day it could really evolve into something crazy and something way more accessible. And yeah, just something that can be explained and used to the best of its ability. Uh, yeah, so that's... My ramblings on weed for this Friday. Um, yeah, that was just a G-chat thing going off. But <laughs> it's almost 5 o'clock on Friday. And I am so excited that it's the weekend. And I hope everyone gets some time to relax. I'm going to play golf tomorrow with the guys. So that'll be really fun. And yeah, I'm going to put out another episode uh, next, later this weekend. That will be more about um, the whole sexual assault thing and the me too situation and i might actually i might push that one back because i think maybe we need a little bit more lighthearted topic so maybe i'll switch to a harry potter podcast for tomorrow and then the next day it'll be about sexual assault because you know you gotta lighten it up a little bit so anyways this is violet and you've been listening to the millennials bible um episode two a little bit of takeaway for you today um 
For those of you who haven't tried weed, I encourage you to try it at least once. Um, for those of you who have and know it's not for you, I totally get it. Um, I don't know why you listen to this whole podcast, but thank you. And then um, for those of you who do already smoke weed, I really encourage you to come out to California if you haven't and like see the whole scene out here. It's pretty crazy. It totally changed my mind on how the whole uh, industry is viewed, I guess. I was probably a little bit more sketched out by it, but I still liked it. I mean, it's fun buying from a dealer, I guess, but it's kind of nice that it's this whole, like, I don't know, whole shopping experience that you get to <laughs> go to and see now and get free stuff from, so why not? Um, any, yeah, that's the main takeaway is, like, go try it if you haven't, if you're interested. Come to California or to Colorado and go someplace where it's legal and try it. And then if you have any questions or have thought about weed or maybe you had like a bad experience, I would definitely love to hear them because I think it's such a fascinating topic and millennials are like kind of in that cool generation, almost like, um, you know, young people in the 70s where it's pretty liberal and hippie at the moment, I guess, in a way. It's like coming back for our generation and I think people are really open to it and the more and more like we're becoming... Um, like adults in society and taking over roles and like, you know, we're just going to keep getting older and older, then I'm hoping like the viewpoint of weed will change and it won't be such a taboo topic anymore because it certainly seemed like one when I was living in Texas. So <laughs> it'd be nice to have a little bit more recognition of the benefits and not as much scare tactics or like dare styled, if you smoke weed, you will die type of messaging. I really like that. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it totally opened my eyes and I realized how terrible that D.A.R.E. program was to make me, like, equate weed with angel dust, but now I know. So, I hope you know, too. I hope you guys have a great um, weekend or rest of your evening if you're listening to this on another day, and I'm just so happy to be doing this podcast and talking to myself in my room, and I hope you are, too. So, this is Millennials Bible, and thank you for listening.